2: And we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kirkwood, here with my two boys, the Notorious One, Noto, Derek Farnsworth, and Bobby Gomes uh, at Bobby Gomes DFS. Um, What's up, fellas? We're back for a special division, uh, wildcard divisional round here. This is our last show of the season. So first, I just want to say thank you for everyone who's listened, commented, um, and uh, been a part of our uh, show for... uh, 18 weeks plus uh this one but uh i hope you enjoyed it hope we're back next year again and uh again thank you and thank you to both of you guys noto for for uh, joining the show since we didn't have jsu thank you for stepping in flawlessly bringing uh, your great content every week all your stats bobby uh, always a pleasure working with you as well thank you for for doing it again and uh how we doing what's up noto
3: What's up, guys? I've uh, told you guys a few times this is my favorite hour of content that I do every week. So I really like doing the show. I'm kind of sad football is coming to a close. Uh, It's been my best NFL season in quite some time. So uh, I'll attribute that to doing the show with you guys for sure.
2: Yeah, don't lie. Uh,
3: Don't lie out out of the gate. (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be some correlation.
1: there. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm happy we're uh, wrapping up. But yeah, it's been a good year. Me and Kirky beefing half the show before before the show and coming on and Noto having to basically walk us through so we're getting everything back on track and stuff. Um but yeah there's no, no beef.
2: I, there's no real beef here, Bobby. No,
1: it's just like quit. We're just we're just we're just arguing about like the stupidest stuff imaginable pre-show. If you guys can hear the pre-show, it's usually pretty funny.
2: Uh, but yeah, All right.
1: I've had a great time on the show this year.
2: Um so what we're going to do with this show, we, uh, we talked pre-show to how we're going to handle it. We're going to uh, go the two-game slate and then the three-game slate. So we're just going to talk about the two-game Saturday and then the three-gamers on Sunday. And uh, we'll, we'll do QB, you know, running back QB, wide receiver, stacks, uh, tight end, defenses, the whole gamut, but maybe more strategy involved about how to actually ship something, um, whether it's small field or large field and uh just um any advice you guys for people that will help uh for this episode and uh with that being said the overarching theme here is weather right like for me at least there's so on uh the the two gamer we start out with cleveland at uh at houston um Flacco amazingly uh, has propelled the, the, the Cleveland team to a playoff burst against Stroud. Uh, so there's no weather implications there. It's in the dome. It's got a nice 44 and a half point total. Uh, Flacco has been passing. Stroud's been slinging it. Um, looks like we got, uh, we don't have to worry about anyone uh, cutting into Devin Singletary um, and stuff like that, but that looks like a good game. And then the other game, which would, would be juicy as all you know games get, started out with a 47 and a half point total is Miami, um, at, uh, KC. K- and the, the, chiefs are currently a four and a half point favorite. And the total is now down to 43 and a half started at 47 and a half. And that's because it's going to be absolutely record cold. According to Roth, he says absolutely frigid, frigid, um, a 10 to 15 mile per hour wind with gusts around 25 miles per hour. Um, will put the temperature likely around 20 to 30 degrees below zero uh feels like temperature um and uh it's gonna be dropping below well below zero uh, as the game goes on in, in this game so this is extremely cold um there there's there's extreme winds so this is uh some tough tough playoff weather but we do have electric teams i don't know if cold slows uh slows down speed because miami's got the speed but it'd be interesting to hear you guys takes on that game and then on, uh, on Sunday, we've got Pit Buffalo. It's going to be uh, cold, windy, and real windy, like gusts of 35 mile per hour or higher, um, potentially some snow, uh, but snow ahead of time, they say, the bulk of it. But regardless, it's going to be cold and windy and possibly some snow as well. And then uh, the other two games are, are uh, indoors, Green Bay at Dallas, uh, the Rams at Detroit man, there's a lot of juicy narratives in the, that Rams-Detroit game. Um, I'm sure the Blitz is going to be spitting on a lot of that. But, yeah, so for me, the whole thing is about weather. So how how does the slate look to you, Noto? What are your thoughts with the the weather games?
3: Yeah, you have to think weather is going to impact ownership a lot. I could see everyone stacking the Cleveland-Houston game on the Saturday slate and then kind of avoiding the Buffalo game on the Sunday slate. So, uh, it will be interesting, but we kind of had the same situation last week on Saturday that we had the Ravens and, who was it, Steelers in a bad weather game. Um, and if you just ignored that game and stacked the the Colts and, and Texans at night, uh, it was kind of the, the path to print. So I kind of think I'm just going to play the weather and, um, and hope those games are pretty bad, but uh, interested to hear your guys' takes as well.
1: Yeah, um, I think and- it's interesting. Sorry, Kirk, you could go. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh on. no,
2: no, I was saying Bobby. I was saying I was oh, so yeah, for me, like
1: I find it interesting as well. Like we have currently Terry Kill for 56% ownership. I think that's gonna be lower based on just what we've heard about everyone kind of taking the under um in the weather game in the uh in the in the first weather game in the second well not the first weather game because Pittsburgh Buffalo is obviously a weather game too but in the Miami KC game and I just want to get over on Tyree because I don't think that the ownership's gonna be the ownership he might come in at like 35 percent maybe because that, what yeah that,
2: that's doing. industry like around the industry he's everyone's projecting around 35 percent so we're higher there for sure and maybe that'll yeah. be tweaked
1: so I did all my write-ups and I basically went off our stuff and now I'm starting to think through it, and I'm like, maybe I definitely want to treat this like a showdown slate and get over on these guys that obviously have ceiling and I think that are going to come in lower own. So, um, yeah, I'm interested in this Miami game, and the, I'm probably going to have to go back and do my write-ups. But if you're listening to this, then you kind of know where I stand. Um, definitely going to be over on Tyreek, over on A-Chain. Uh going to have more written work because I need to fix this
2: currently yeah um all right so how do we want to do this we want to talk about position by position or do we want to just talk about each game you're the host my man all right we're gonna go like we always do position by position but um we'll, we'll start it off at the 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 running back position get that out of the way so the highest ownership guys looks like it's going to be singletary coming in the highest right with Pacheco. Um both of them right around the same. The the uh the main thing here is that the usage for single singletary has been incredible. You know, he's played on eighty 80% of the snaps last week, running a, a route on seventy seven seven percent of the Houston's dropbacks. Um and he had a hundred percent of the backfield touches. So this is his backfield. Um which is just crazy. I would have never thought that going into this season, but that's where we are. So he looks like a bargain. I mean, he's a full workhorse. Um, you know, the the Cleveland D has been uh, pretty good. I'm going to pull up Noto's. They've been, uh, yeah, they're rushing. Uh, DVOA has been. Uh, they're ranked number fourth, so they've been very, very good. But twelfth in DVP of the running back position. But you know that it you can earn more fantasy points uh, on the ground than really trying to attack their passing game. Although I will say that, uh, Denzel Ward, who's been uh, amazing this season, I think he rolled his ankle or something, um, yesterday. I don't know how serious it is. Did you guys catch that at all?
3: I did not I'll look at that right now.
2: All right. Um, but regardless, Singletary looks like a workhorse. Now, he may not be very efficient. He may not have such a huge ceiling in this spot. Um, Pacheco, you know, looks like the guy with the ceiling to me. Um, coming in at 6,400. Just, you know, you can play whoever you want pretty much from the running back position anyway. Um, but uh, he's got, you know, 30 coming off of a, a big game against Cincy, 32 and a half fantasy points. It's his backfield, too. He had 18 rushes. Uh, the thing is, He's getting passing game work because they they have to, but um, seven targets, seven receptions against Cincy in week 17. So um, uh, supposed to be healthy, good to go here. And uh, let's pull up the Miami matchup data. Miami is 16th in DVOA versus the run. uh, Although they haven't given, you know, a lot of people have had more production through the air from fantasy point perspectives, but I think that's just more because, you know, of the way that Miami puts up points. But I think in this playoff atmosphere, you know, Pacheco is going to be uh, used pretty heavily probably. Then from there there's A-Chan. A-Chan. Um I've got nothing bad to say except Mostert looks like he's trending to come back, but he may have lost the backfield already anyway, but you never know. Um Jeff Wilson's run is what run well too, but you can't deny the talent on H and then there's uh Jerome Ford. He kind of feels like the sneaky play, although he's going to be 40% on so, uh So not, not very sneaky, but like he kind of feels that way to me. Although uh someone could make, you could make a case that Kareem hunt, you know, they like to give the, in the red zone, but I don't, I think it's going to be, you know, now we're in the playoffs. It's going to be Jerome Ford's backfield. And uh other than that, there's no, like, you know, there's no, like, real, really low-owned play. Um, you could – some, I mean, some people will play Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, CEH, but I won't be. Um, maybe Mostert gets uh, some gets love because people think he gets right back into it. But I don't know. Who are your favorites, Noto? No.
3: Yeah, like you mentioned, the two obvious plays, going to be Singletary and Pacheco, uh, with Pacheco's matchup, so the Dolphins are signing players off the street right now. They're missing their top five linebackers. Jalen Phillips, Connor Williams, Bradley Chubb, Cameron Good, Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, or sorry, not Connor Williams, but Jerome Baker was the, was the fifth guy. So they're signing. Like Melvin Ingram's out there. He looks like um, he hasn't worked out in, in years. Um, it's just bad right now. So in the cold weather, you got to think Pacheco's going to get 20-plus touches. And then on the other side of that, the best path for Miami to keep this game close is to run the ball just because their defense is so bad and so banged up right now. And uh, if you look at KC, I think they're bottom five in DVOA against the run bottom five in rush EPA. So I do like the spot for Achan. Um, I think Mostert's an interesting pivot too in that, in that spot. And like you said, I think uh, the Cleveland backfield, if you can get it right, if we have like all, all these running backs score 15 points maximum and you get, a one yard touchdown from, from Kareem Hunt. I think that could be good enough for you. So there's some interesting tournament plays for sure. But if you're playing single entry cash games, just start with single Terry Pacheco and go
1: on from there.
2: What are you thinking, Bobby?
1: Yeah, I like the HN most are getting overweight on them. Um
2: just because I asked the question, are you are you okay with playing them both on this? It's yeah, a two-gamer, right. sure. so anything, anything goes,
1: right? For sure. I think anything goes. Um, it's also like when it's this cold, yeah, it's it's it stinks for the offense, but it's also not great for the defense as well. And these guys are super fast. Not that they're powerful or anything, but it's just a matter of, like, I don't know. It's, it, it, for me, H chan and Moser make sense as tournament plays. What are we showing for A-Chan's ownership? Like, I would imagine it's pretty – it's around like 25% where we have him currently. Yeah, we have them yeah. at
2: 39. I've got him at 20, 23% from uh, around the industry, just an average.
1: Yeah, so I'd be trying to get overweight on both of those guys because I think a lot of the ownership is going to go to Singletary, going to go to Pacheco. So probably at most one of Singletary and Pacheco. It's a good pass-catching matchup for Pacheco. So if they get behind um, – he has been utilized more in the passing game, so I wouldn't mind him there. Singletary's showing the strongest everywhere because he's getting pretty much the bulk of the load. Uh, but he does lack ceiling relative to these other guys. When you talk about Kareem Hunt and Ford, Hunt had, I think, two touchdowns versus Houston. Uh, he I know for sure he had won uh, a couple of weeks back at the goal line. Um, in that game, Flacco and Cooper also went off. Uh so yeah, yeah he, had, I, he had
2: he had one. He's okay. So he had one in there. He could game. have had two.
1: He could have had two. He was like very close having two, if um, if I
2: remember correctly. But yeah, I I, I so here's something I like, kind of. So their defense, you know, Houston run defense has been been very good. Um, they've held the uh, enemy uh, backs to three point three yards per carry. So, like, let's say, like, Devin Singletary is the workhorse. I mean, let's say, sorry, let's say, uh, Jerome Ford's the workhorse and, uh, doesn't do, but doesn't get in the end zone and, uh, they're, they're better through the pass. And then, uh, Kareem Hunt, you know, gets, gets the red zone carry, gets the, the high value touch that gets the, the touchdown. I mean, that, that could separate you totally in this. Yeah. Plus you, plus you save some money. But again, that's it's also some. I mean, that's realistically plausible, but uh, it's also wishful thinking at the same time. But you got to get it right. You got to do a lot of things to take down uh, a two gamer, especially problem. in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah the problem with the Browns
3: is since Flacco's taken over, they're like top three and pass rate above expectation. And I mean, he's throwing forty plus times a game, and then this is a pass funnel matchup, so. Um, but yeah, I, I do like Hunt, and, and hopefully he gets that touchdown. And then, you know, if, if all the other running backs get 15 or something, then you're looking pretty good at 4,700.
1: Yeah. Um, My Zen.
2: What, what happened?
1: I just I had a Zen in and I almost choked
2: on it for some reason. Uh, vape, vape it. Uh, the Nick, and then how the, the Nicorette stuff, whatever.
3: If Zinn is interested in sponsoring the show, uh, reach out to Devin. I had never even heard of Zinn.
1: I'll do the read. Um, Yeah, so I think that's interesting. Like, on the two-game slate, we're just playing for ceiling. So, like, a guy – that's why I'm just – these Miami running backs look more and more appealing at at these ownership clips and pretty much everyone on Miami with speed and ceiling. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Hunt, I think, is an – like, if you're – people are going to play forward, maybe you get a little bit closer in terms of exposure with Hunt to forward. Um, But for me, it's more the Miami backs everywhere, just trying to get as much as possible.
2: So, all right, let's talk – let's think through, like, single entry, like, smaller field stuff. So, the obvious way to play this, to me, seems like just from us talking right off the bat is just – playing the running backs in this Miami uh, KC game, playing Pacheco and HN for their ceiling, um, and then uh, and then just concentrating, you know, load up on the passing games with uh, Blacko and Stroud shootout type. Is that the way you, you would play it, or do you think that'll be too popular?
3: Uh, that is what I said I was going to do in the expert survey, so I'm, I'm worried it's going to be too popular.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna probably play Mahomes. Um, I just think that like the Sims currently are posted, pushing everyone to like Mahomes and Flacco, and I don't think I think more people are just gonna play Flacco for the savings or Shroud. Um, and I could just see myself really getting to Mahomes, getting down to like Rasheed Rice, Rice, Watson, and then paying up to these Miami guys, and then getting one of. Uh, Houston, whether it's Nico Collins or Amari Cooper on my teams, and then rotate the Miami guys through.
2: I don't know. I mean, the crazy thing is we just saw this matchup in week 16, and this this game absolutely went nuts. Um, You know, what everyone's playing Flacco for is the 42 pass attempts. I mean, he put up almost 30 fantasy points. He had 42 pass attempts. And he wasn't efficient at all. He was only 27 to 42. Um that was with and, uh, the backup starting for Houston, too. Yeah, and he threw two, uh he threw two picks, and he still had 30 fantasy points. So I think Amari Cooper went absolutely nuke, right? Or was it in Yeah, 265
3: and two. They both yeah. went nuts, but yeah. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah. So I mean that's that's what people are gonna want. They're gonna they're gonna want 42 pass attempts. In a, in a in a dome and Flacco would.
3: Michael probably would have had more pass attempts against, against the Jets But they were up by like four scores in the first half I think he had like 300 yards in the first half And then they just stopped throwing it
2: Just no pushback um, Yeah, so I think that's going to be the popular way to play it um, So let's just go to QB Flacco Is going to be the most owned It looks like Mahomes right behind him Stroud you know, in the, in the same ballpark, a little bit lower. And then Tua is going to be the extreme low on the play, which kind of feels crazy to me, but I get it because the weather and the offensive line, but I feel like KC's defense has been, although they've been very good, I don't feel like they've been tested that, that much. I feel like they're, they're uh, overvalued, um, but maybe I'm wrong. That's just the way I, I perceive it. But um, man, that if you can, on a two game slate, the quarterback with the best weapon, like the, the cheat code, who uh, on offense with Tyreek Hill and Waddle's back is going to be like potentially around 10%. That just seems crazy to me. I get it because of weather, but I don't know. So who, who, how are you going to approach this one, Nono?
3: Yeah, I hate to disagree with you, but I don't want any to, uh I mean, he's been held under 20 fantasy points in six straight games. KC's fourth in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks. They're really bad against the run. So I kind of just like attacking the running game there. But, uh, I mean, if they do get behind, you mentioned it. I mean, he's got Tyreek in a revenge game. So maybe he gets uh, a ceiling game here. I like Flacco. I'll eat the chalk. I just think they're going to throw it a ton. He's got the best matchup of the four quarterbacks. Um, I like Mahomes. Sort of a, a little bit different there. And then I don't know what to do with Stroud. I'm interested to hear your guys' takes. I mean, he's had an awesome season. And I mean, he's, he does have some rushing outside. Maybe once we get into the playoffs with the tougher matchup, we'll see even more of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I prefer Stroud over Tua, but definitely prefer the other two.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of, I, I prefer Mahomes, like I said, and that would probably be Flacco. I, I think Stroud will probably come in more in line with Mahomes. The ownerships are close anyways, but maybe we see Stroud come in ahead of Mahomes and, um, just try to get a little bit of leverage on my home so I'm just going to play as much Mahomes and Flacco as probably possible.
2: What are you going to do? Load up with so you going to play you're going to play Kelsey.
1: I'm going to play Kelsey, I'm going to play Watson. Right. I played Watson on that Christmas day slate and I got that touchdown late. Also the Raiders D I, I did pretty well and I just feel like no one wants to really play the roulette of Kansas City Chiefs receivers. But I think it might be more condensed now that we're in the playoffs, so Rashie Rice, Watson, Kelsey would probably be Yeah,
2: every, everyone yeah, everyone says it's like hard to predict it, but it seems like it's it's Rashie Rice is the clear number 1 and then uh and and Kelsey is Kelsey. Now, the thing about Kelsey is he's he's looked like crap for the whole second half of the season. He looks stiff as a board, but the the only thing I can think of is like I think back to like Gronk who has also looked uh you know, as uh, stiff as a board when he was on his way out, but like saved it up and then, cr- you know, crushed on their uh, their run for another Super Bowl in Tampa. But um, I feel like they've been saving Kelsey for this game, right? Or else, do you have an opinion? Do you think he's cooked, or do you think that makes sense more that uh, he's gonna he's gonna really bring it in the playoffs? I
1: think I think you're on the right track. I think he's gonna bring it in the playoffs. They. He's older, right? He's 34 years old. The issue is in, within the context of the slate, we have two really good tight ends in Schultz and in Joku. Um, like, how do you – what exposure do you want to give to Kelsey? For me playing Mahomes, I know I'm going to be over on Kelsey. Um, it's also like short area passing games probably going to be something that is more important uh, for this KC team. Not that Njoku is a bad play. Um, Schultz, I I think I would prefer to Njoku, even though Njoku has been Flacco's binky per se. Um, But I'm going to have all three. I just think that I'm going to – I'll probably have a little bit more Kelsey than I'm going to have Njoku uh, and definitely playing Schultz. I think Schultz is in a very good spot.
3: Yeah, and again, uh, Miami—they're without their top five linebackers. Um, the guys they're bringing in—they're not going to know the system. They're not going to be—I mean, Melvin Ingram is incredibly slow. I think Kelsey's going to have a big day. I, th- I think he's washed, but I think he's got yeah
1: enough for another.
3: He's
2: got enough for you know, like, yeah. He's like you, you got to leave it all out on the field this season. Like
1: it is getting—I will say this: like if you stack up that game, you're, it's getting expensive. So you need value plays at least from that um, Cleveland and. I would say Houston game. And I just don't know if I love, and it's one of the reasons why I don't love the QBs either, because I don't think that you can double stack the QBs on a two game slate. You need ceiling. I know Elijah Moore, he, like he grades out well. Um, it's a good matchup. Uh, I, I couldn't even tell you who, who is it? Hutchinson is the secondary receiver for Houston. Like Nico Collins caught all the balls. Um
3: so yeah, Noah Brown and Robert Woods both questionable. Um, both missed last week's game. Both limited on Thursday. So if they're both out, then you got Hutchinson
1: and Mechie. If Brown's playing, he he'd probably definitely be my favorite.
2: All right, I just uh, I loaded up of Mahomes. I loaded up Mahomes, Pacheco, Rice, and Kelsey. And I threw a as the A-chain as the as the run back. That lineup doesn't look so bad, although you're gonna. I mean, so this is definitely like a two tight end week. Yeah, um, I think, but like you're gonna have to do a cheap two tight ends. So you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to grab someone like Brevin Jordan, um, who I think could be could be a good play. But um, I thought
1: that last week, and I think he caught one pass.
2: Yeah, I didn't even know he was on the field last week. Um, but uh. Yeah, I mean you can still get like Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore. Um, you know, you could go with Michi.
3: Is this the Noah Gray week after everyone played him in week eighteen? Could be.
1: Kelsey's dust. I could
2: play some gray
1: just to get the leverage, blah blah. I think he
2: I doubt it's his week. I mean, he could get a touchdown, I could see, but
1: yeah, but a touchdown might be all you need, right?
2: Yeah, definitely. Dude, Smythe's actually been decent. Yeah, Smythe, uh, you can play him. He's three K. We kind of skipped yeah. over wide receiver, but that's all right. We're free form this week. This is the final show. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's let's do it there. Let's go back to the wide receiver. Um, so the our highest owned wide receiver is going to be Amari Cooper. Smashed against uh. Houston to the, to the tune of 54 and a half fantasy points in week 16, uh, 15 targets from Flacco, 11 receptions, two sixty five yards, two TDs, just nuts performance. Flacco's going to in the dome. Flacco should be airing it out. There's nothing. I mean, he's been a clear wide receiver one for a while, so there's nothing, I have nothing bad to say about him. Nico Collins has looked unstoppable too. Um, just produces, uh, He's going to be next in line. Both of those guys are should be over 50% owned. Rushy Rice, the number one option we just talked about. Uh, for KC, is going to be high owned. Then it's going to get – people are going to want the savings from, like, Elijah Moore. And um, who's who's potentially out? Um, said – no. Um, God, I can't. Let me pull it up. Um, yeah, it looks like unless see is David Bell. who's the who's the wider thing? is it like Cedric Thomas or something? who's the uh, other Cedric D- Tillman Tillman. That's right. Uh, and he's he's banged up. Yeah, he's been ruled ruled out already. So he's ruled out. So that's why uh, Elijah Moore is getting a much better projection. Um, and David Bell is in the picture. And then there's even like the potential for a few deep deep plays from like Marquise Goodwin. Potentially, I think that's that's someone that, you know, who could catch a long touchdown, won't get many opportunities. but I think that's possible, um, at least on the Cleveland side. And then on the Houston side, we're looking at. Like I said, Nico Collins, uh, Robert Woods is questionable. It looks like he's on track to play. Uh, and so does Noah Brown. Those guys are both iffy, but they look like they're on track to play. Do you, do you have a take there? Do You think they're both going to suit up?
3: Uh, yeah, I don't know. like I said they both got one limited practice in. I think one of them got two limited practice in practices in, but um, kind of looks like they'll be questionable. I kind of hope they're out because everyone's gonna flock to the cheap three k guys in Hutchinson and Mechie. and I mean they combined for two catches last week with with Brown and um wood both out, so I kind of like the fate of those two
1: so like for that reason, would you like Collins more than Cooper because we know? like Cooper got to compete with Njoku. Um, Cooper's obviously showing higher ownership, but it seems like it's very condensed in Houston, Singletary and um, Collins are like two of the, Singletary, Col- Collins and Schultz, I guess. Very easy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love Nico. And if you look at his numbers
3: indoors, he's averaging 24 fantasy points per game this season compared to like 11 outdoors. Um, I don't know if there's any too much stuff uh, much into that split but i think he's a great play and something just tells me texans are going to sell out to stop amari after what he did to him a couple weeks yeah. ago
2: yeah I, I, I think i side with nico I, and, uh, and no you go like no um ward was banged up. i'm gonna pull that up right now
3: yeah said so he's got a knee injury and he's questionable that's what i saw
1: Cleveland's Cleveland's defense hasn't been as good on the road as it has been at home. I think the splits are pretty drastic, too. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. yeah. So he suffered a knee injury in practice on Thursday, and he's legitimately questionable heading into the weekend. They said so. A dinged-up Ward only helps the case for Nico Collins.
3: Am I crazy for not liking Tyreek at all?
2: Yes. Yes. Yes.
3: I just if I put him in, I yeah, I have a hard time building lineups. And Casey is only allowed two receivers all season to the top hundred yards. Both of them were secondary receivers, Christian Kirk, Josh Palmer. I mean, it's the revenge game, so they're gonna have all their attention defensively on him. Bad weather, Tua in the cold. I don't like.
1: I don't know. They're also gonna know how to defend him, too, right? Like I I feel like they'll probably play. Safeties, to, I I would imagine two safeties back there. So I do like the Bill Dell check thing. I
3: mean if you're making multiple lineups, you gotta get some Tyreek, but I think in my single entry I'm gonna take my
1: chances with the fade.
2: I feel like he's gonna come even lower owned. I feel like Yeah, that's what I'm
1: saying. That's why I want to be over because I feel like everyone's gonna have the same thought processes. No, everybody's way, but... thinking.
2: Okay, so they're gonna think they're gonna think uh Andy Reid knows how to stop him record cold wins and Tua is not the most accurate quarterback. And yeah. uh and he's expensive.
3: Fifty seven percent ownership. I don't think there's any way that holds.
1: Yeah. If no, there's I, a but... coach that could get him the ball, it is McDaniel too. And I, I'm sure he's going to be doing everything he can to get the ball in his hands.
2: This sounds like a Bobby Gomes lock Tyreek Hill kind of slate. It might be. Yeah. I think it. I think it. Does. And one of him or
1: H M. The more I think about it,
2: oh, I was yeah, totally on the other side of this
1: prior to hopping on the show. So,
2: but I mean, this is this guy. This is like this is like the cheat code.
3: I mean, they they have a team total under twenty. That's got to be the first time it's been under twenty all year, right?
1: I'd probably hit that over.
2: Yeah, we do our own we make our own numbers over here, Noto. I'm um, on board
3: with Chan, so we'll be we're we're on the same side there.
2: Oh, I'm warming up to Tyreek. All right. I feel like I'm gonna play Tyreek. Um What about Waddle? So, the, ult- the ultimate
3: tournament play.
1: Yeah, everyone's what, what Ricky D say? Everyone's ultimate tournament play that never gets there. Yeah. Ultimate leverage.
2: That works. So okay, so now let's go to the Miami KC game. we kind of just touched on all these guys anyway, but so Rasheed Rice, great play to me. Tyreek, I love. Bobby loves. Noto is uh, lukewarm at best. Just
1: can't wait till he does I'm the peace sign. And He's out. He's not. Play.
2: It's not even lukewarm. It's it's cold. He's cold. You know the You
1: know your slate's over when the the juices go up. Yeah. All your money is just draining. At least first.
3: it's a, it's the second game, so I can't get burned until the nighttime.
2: Um, okay, Bobby likes Justin Watson as the the cheaper play, right? I like Watson. Yeah, I like I like the gray
1: call too. I'm not like I'll be MDS. Get out of here! Get out of here! Learn yeah. how to catch. No way! No way! Not a chance. Yeah, learn,
2: like I like it's going to be record cold, and this guy who has stone hands. Right? Like, that's what he has, stone hands. He'll be the one that uh, does it to us, though. Yeah, he's going to he, – I hear you. What about Mikkel Harmon? I was just
1: going to bring him up. I think he's the guy, if you're playing that
3: a feel, chief.
2: That feels good.
1: Yeah. It doesn't feel good. You've never said that in a sentence
2: before in your
1: <laughs> life. It doesn't no, feel No, but good. it
2: makes sense. It's like Andy Reid busts him out. Uh, he's got, like, the confidence, like, of you know, he with uh, Mahomes, who's – Mahomes has no confidence in any of his receivers. He's this caught his last seven it.
3: passes from Mahomes. That's gotta be better than anyone else on the team.
2: Week 18 had 11 targets. Oh, he had, 18, like he had 11 targets. Week 18. You know, I'll play some like That was like without tar- yeah, it wasn't Mahomes. Everybody. Yeah.
1: Oh well, yeah, it was
2: Gabbard in. It doesn't matter. What it says to me <laughs> is they're they're getting him, getting him up to game speed and like they're gonna launch him. Getting him warmed up. Yeah, Wasn't he did. supposed
1: to be the complimentary piece to Tyreek and then just never matriculated?
2: He was why they got rid of Tyreek. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't need him. They didn't need Tyreek. They didn't want to pay him because they uh, they had uh, Nicole Hardman. The... I'm just saying that. Um, what, if,
3: what if Waddle's out? Are we playing Wilson?
2: Yeah.
1: If Waddle's
3: out, you're for sure playing Tyreek. No, no. Double double down on the fade. Play all in on Wilson, Cedric Wilson.
2: Um, no, what Kadarius Tony right? Barrios and yeah, Bobby loves Barrios. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't mind Berrios.
2: You know, he, he brings cool you back. He brings you back way. that well, Wes Welker, Edelman feeling. He gives you.
1: I wish someone would do that. I wish there was a receiver in the league that could kind of do that at this point, but. Um, like all right, I, Cooper is. Cub, maybe. Cooper, yeah. What about Richie James? I like Richie James. I, I do. He's definitely better than MVS and Tony. I just don't know if he's yeah. In time,
2: I think I agree with you. I think I would go. So I think I like I like Rushy Rice the best. Obviously, I think he's the number one. I think I I would. Justin, I think I would put Nicole hardman and that's just me like totally gambling above Watson and then Watson and then I would go down to Richie James and that would be it I think that's what I'm thinking um all right what about uh I don't know, let's talk about the tight ends two tight ends totally viable because we've got good tight ends we've got Dalton Schultz who's cheapish at 4400 it's going to be very popular um you know with with uh, especially if like any of these other got secondary pieces are out you know it just gives them more of a floor but uh i like schultz then there's Njoku, uh, who absolutely nuked well he didn't nuke like uh, amari nuked but he's actually been getting more targets than amari um, he's kind of like their number one receiver um i like him at 5600 Kelsey 6100 man that price just seems too cheap playoff Kelsey it feels like we just have to go there and if he's if he's dust he's dust we die if we, if we die we die um and then the cheapie I was talking about the two cheapies we'll say three cheapies that we were all talking about was Brevin Jordan potentially Dern Smythe and Noah gray uh, and these are we're trying to we're trying to win a, a big tournament here so that's that's what we're talking about. Uh, those guys although Smythe, the targets you know he's certainly been a, a bigger piece of the offense the last uh four weeks of the season so uh i'm on board with those guys um if it makes your lineup work but uh what do you think in noto
3: yeah it feels like there's more tight end options this week or in this two game slate than there are most main slates um i like it i like the two lineup builds njoki's probably my favorite kelsey next favorite but uh don't mind mixing in schultz uh Smythe Gray I think he's a good position.
2: Um all right, defense. Oh, make sure you don't have like your I got a tight rule. end take here. Oh, sorry. No, we 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 covered them all. Go ahead, my bad.
1: So last year on the
2: slate, I think it was
1: San Fran and Dallas was the game. It was the late game. And I was winning like 108. I was in first and uh Schultz McCaffrey got a touchdown late and Dallas ended up getting the ball back which was awful for me. And Schultz needed like I was down like two catches and Schultz got like three and I wanted to absolutely just oh it was just the the worst feeling. I dropped down significantly. And um this I'm not making that mistake. Schultz's negative correlation off of Devin Singletary and um Collins, like I'm locking Schultz. I'm pretty positive. Like I know he's gonna be high owned, but he's the one I want. Uh, I feel like Singles Harry will probably be higher owned. Um yeah, they're condensed, whatever. If he gets the touchdown on the goal line and it's not singles Harry and I'm going higher on the Miami running backs, I don't know. I'm very bullish on Schultz this week. In the Magic, if I could play
2: happens. if I could play three tight ends in one lineup, I would. Yeah, I probably would too. Kelsey and Joku and Schultz.
3: Yeah, I like him better than the cheap receivers
2: for sure. Um, Revin, like I said, the other guy shot in the dark. Uh, Smythe is probably the most, the most realistic cheapy. He stinks um, though, but
1: I know he's been better. But he is—he is bad. Yeah, I'm just saying, just throwing it out there. Yeah.
2: Um, defenses. So what I was trying to say is make sure you know, if you're hand building, it's fine. It doesn't matter. But if you're optimizer building, make sure you have the defense's uh, limit rule turned off, you know, so you can allow like as many players as you want against your defense. Cause I don't, defense is random. Sometimes you can, you can have all players against your defense on a, on a, uh, on a two game. play. it makes no difference. If they catch a pick six or, or it enabled you to uh, have a much better, stronger build, like just use it. Um, So, Make sure you have that turned off. Uh, Texans are going to be popular. Chiefs are going to be popular. Browns are going to be popular. Dolphins really, uh, are going to be the absolute lowest owned because they're missing like half their defense. But, uh, Noto, what are you doing? Do you care about this? Yeah, the best correlation
3: play of the week, Joe Flacco, Texans defense. He's going to throw picks, and that's going to be good for his production because uh, he's going to have to keep throwing. So, yeah, I like uh, like both those plays there, but uh, I also like KC at home in the cold versus Tua.
1: Yeah. So Uh, for me...
2: Against Tyreek, are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, it's interesting Uh, that the Browns and Texans are showing as high ownership as they are, but it makes sense, right? All these guys, they're going to be throwing so much. Like the play Noto called, I will be playing some Dolphins D for what it's worth. Um, even though, yeah, I'm having going to have my homes, but uh, just correlating with them, um, the D with my running back, but I'll be playing all the defenses, so I don't think it really matters.
2: A little defense roulette. Um, all right, we spent way too much time talking about the two gamer. Now let's head over to the uh, three gamer. Pull up here on Sunday. Okay, the three gamer starts out with uh, Pitt at Buffalo. Like I said, the extreme, extreme weather in that game. Plus uh Buffalo is a heavy favorite. Um they are up to minus 10 right now and the total is down to 35. Wow, it sounds like a nice tease though. Can I can I do a wong in the playoffs, Noah? Can we can we get a wong going here or something? Oh, right.
3: Do the do the super tease, the 13 point tease. No way they get 48 points.
1: I like that. The, I like the super teases. Just throwing it out there. Specialists. All right. Who are the uh, four?
3: Who are the four? You're going with?
1: I haven't thought about it yet, but let me. I'll. I'll have it by the end of the show. Okay.
2: Bobby uh, Betts. Bobby Betts. Green Bay at Dallas. McCarthy against his former team. Cowboys look legit but we're going to you know see what happens in the playoffs um and then uh the Rams Detroit that's the uh course field as they say of uh the NFL the the dome in Detroit a lot of narratives in that one Matthew Stafford against his own team old team and Jared Goff against his old old, old team and coaches so uh interesting Amon Ross St. Brown has been vocal about how uh Goff is ready to stick it to, uh, to stick it to them. So uh, I know this game means a lot, playoffs, everything. This this game, this game could be bananas. So, all right, quarterback position we've got for ownership. Uh, looks like Dak is going to be the highest owned. Um, and that's just going to be a correlation thing with, uh, with C.E. Lamb, who's been the, the best wide receiver this season. So, Huge ceiling for both of them. Um, also, uh, Yair Alexander. I know Bobby said he's not a thing anymore, but he's. I still think he's somewhat of a thing. But he has. Uh, he's banged up again, uh, hurt himself in practice again, so uh, that'll be interesting. But Jared Goff looks like the next highest known Matthew Stafford against uh, that Detroit uh, secondary looks pretty appealing to me at a little bit of an ownership discount off the top two. And then there's Jordan Love. Then there's Josh Allen. And if you really want to want to go for it, it's Mason Rudolph in the cold, gusty winds against Buffalo, who's going to get absolutely no ownership. So uh, we're starting with QBs here. I made the executive decision instead of the running backs. Who do you like, Noto? Yeah, it's going
3: to be an awesome slate. Can't wait for this one. Uh, I don't have a lot separating the quarterbacks in the indoor games. I don't think you need to go to Rudolph Allen. I wish he was cheaper because I don't think anybody's going to play him, and he does have a ton of rushing upside, even with the bad weather. But, yeah, I mean, I love Dak. Um, It's a great spot for him. His splits at home are incredible this season. Same goes for Jared Goff. Anytime you get him indoors, his splits are very good. And then, I mean, Stafford against his Lions defense, their biggest weakness has been giving up big plays in the passing game. They've been really tough against the run, so you kind of get some leverage off the Kyron chalk. and I probably won't play love, but he has been been playing really well over the last few weeks. So uh, my top three, Dak, Goff, Stafford, that's not a hot take, but I think they're all in excellent
1: spots.
2: What are you thinking, Bobby?
1: Yeah, I'm going to flip it a little. I'll go Goff, Dak, Stafford. Um I I do have interest in the Stafford stacks, like getting a Puka for the reasons that Detroit's pretty much giving up a lot of big plays. I think Puka's gonna come in less owned than I think the majority of these guys. So uh like Puka, like Stafford, um, definitely CD and Dak and off Monroe. It's very easy condensed to offenses.
2: Yeah, I mean that's going to be the popular play to just stack up, stack up that game, and then and then throw some cowboys with it. Seems to me um, if you can get him in there, Aaron Jones is going to be popular. Let's let's go to the running back. Um, Aaron Jones is going to be popular. Tony Pollard is going to be popular. Karen Williams, I man, and then there's Gibbs. this is a wild running back. We got a lot of running backs here. James Cook uh, in the cold. Uh, last week was the easiest money I ever made, and uh, all I had to do was pick Najee over Warren because Warren was projecting higher, and uh, there was going to be a clear Najee game. Um, this I feel like it's going to be opposite. I think it'll they'll be it'll be a Najee game as uh, as long as Pitt hangs in it. But if Buffalo pulls away, it's going to be a Warren game, and so that's what I uh, I would bet on and take. But like we got my favorite guy, David Montgomery. Two, um, who's probably going to be the lowest owned of all these guys, and then uh, the crazy plays like the the one percenters are going to be Rico Dowdle, uh, Leonard Fournette, and that's about it. Um, what do you think of running back Noto? No.
3: I mean, I look at the projections and tells you to play Pollard. I've done that all season. It hasn't worked. Even when he has a good game, it seems like he maxes out at like eighteen fantasy points. I think Dallas is going to do it through the air. So I'll probably be underweight on Pollard, even though he projects really well. I like all the other guys you mentioned, Gibbs and Montgomery. I think you could play or make a rule to play at least one of those two in your MME builds. Um, it's a really good spot for them at home. Karen, I mean, I wish he was more expensive because he's just so involved um, Detroit, very good against the run, very good against running backs, but he's going to get 20 plus touches. He's you know got a knack for the end zone. Like Aaron Jones, James Cook in that in that weather game. And then I agree with you on the Jalen Warren call. If they do get behind, I do think it's gonna be a Warren game. But man, didn't he fumble like three times in the bad weather last week? That does worry me a little bit.
2: Yeah, and I mean it this the game they this game may be a, a slobber knocker where it just stays close. Yeah. Bobby knows a couple of slobber knockers.
1: Yeah, I know a couple. Uh, so for me, running back position, waiting for my stuff to load. Sorry, yes. Now my opto's down. Sims are down. Yeah. Um. Now everything's down. Should have seen me on the show last night. It's a disaster. I'm definitely going to be under on Pollard. Um. Kieran is 7,300. Like I feel like he's just a very good play. Yeah. What are is do we know if for what's Fournette's availability? Like are they gonna play Fournette? I haven't dug too deep in the slate.
3: Yeah, so last week and their must or not must yeah, it was must win. Um they Latavius Murray was inactive and sounds like their other backup tie. Something, um, Johnson, yep. Hi, Johnson. I think he might be out this week, so
1: he got concussed. And Fournette was like in on the goal line doing the tush push for Allen. That's the one thing, like going back to quarterback, Allen's floor could be super high. Um, not that I would prefer him to any of those other guys, but I, I mean, it's Josh Allen, he's not showing a ton, he's not. I feel like those other. I'm not getting as much of Allen as I probably want, I think. Um,
2: Watt's going to be out, right?
1: Yeah, Watt's out. Watt's out. Like, Allen could get two rushing touchdowns just throwing it out there. Uh, yeah, I agree. And, like, it seems like – what do we have for his ownership?
2: Um, I've got him around
1: 12%. Yeah, I, I think we should come in over on that. Um, Kirk, can but you not making
3: – Sorry, can you stop making dumb throws for our uh, Bills Futures bet?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, know if he
1: can. I feel like it's impossible.
3: You know what it him. is?
2: That's gonna it's gonna make it even sweeter when it hits. It's like we're gonna have we're gonna have been like swearing at him so many times and like in the I end hope you great. guys are betting back.
1: I hope you're betting back. I mean,
2: yeah, if they get to the
3: this
1: week, but
3: AFC championship, I'll probably hedge. Although I have some Browns futures too. So if we get a Browns
1: Bills. Mashup somehow.
3: I,
2: I won't hedge until the Super Bowl if he gets there. Yeah, I only had one in the AFC.
1: I had the Patriots, the Malcolm Butler year winning the Super Bowl for 10K and I'm winning like 90,000. And Ooh. uh, yeah, I never bet back and I probably should have. They were down 14 points twice to the Ravens and came back and I was really sweating it out. So make sure you're betting back uh, in the AFC championship game. um. Shoot. Yeah, running backs. I think I'm going to come in on under on Pollard, over on Kieran. James Cook, I do worry about like with the weather, like it's a good pass game matchup. They don't really need him in the past. Like that's why I say I think it makes a case for some Fournette. I don't know where Fournette's currently priced, but I also just think Allen could steal Fournette's 4,400. Like Fournette could just be in there for the touch push and maybe like one goal line carry. Um, so, yeah, it makes me – the more I think about it, I like it. Alan Moore on the slate. Uh, I prefer uh, Warren Tanaji, like Kirk. Aaron Jones I don't love. I never liked playing him. I know Kirk plays him, but, you know, that's pretty much what he I,
2: I love him, and I love him again. So he got 22 carries last week in a must-win game. He got five targets. You know, he, he put up 22 fantasy points against Chicago, who's been a much-improved D. And uh, did not have any touchdowns. If he gets this, if he can get some touchdowns, and you can run on Dallas, it you have a, it's easier to run on Dallas than it is to pass on Dallas. Um, I feel like they're just gonna they're gonna you know Dylan is still out. As long as Dylan's out, I feel like the sky's the limit for John. I feel like I gotta play Aaron Jones.
3: And they finally got him the ball in the air last week. Yeah. The air. So. Oh, did you?
2: I, I think, uh, did you bet that receiving over with me? Probably not. What What was I supposed to do? I didn't do it. No.
3: The Aaron Jones receiving over.
2: No, I didn't. But I did bet Joe Mixon touchdown. Oh, that hit early. Any, yeah, any any time touchdown. Um, all right, wide receiver. Is this crazy? Is this right? Is Demarcus Robinson the massive chalk?
3: Yeah, because there's no value. Yeah. It's,
2: it's, it's probably like warranted in the context of the slate. Um, all right. So we'll talk about that. There's Demarcus Robinson. There's a Monroe St. Brown, um, who, and then there's CD Lamb. Those two are going to, you know, it's those are the two top studs. Then there's Puka. Uh, Jameson Williams is going to be another value piece that's going to get a lot of love. Um, so, uh, uh, Shakir's, uh, Khalil Shakir is going to be somewhat popular after, um, you know, when Gabe, Gabe Davis was out, you know, he, uh, he left in the first half of that game. And, uh, it was the Shakir show from there. Um, he had 105 yards on six targets, six receptions. Um, and sounds like, uh, I know, um, Stefan Diggs has been saying that, uh, Gabe Davis, they're going to win this one for Gabe. he's not, so like, he's made it sound like that. He's not definitely not going to be playing. But again, massive wind in that game. Um, Brandon Cooks, nobody—he's just—he's just been killing it, and uh, it never gets played enough. So uh, I'm interested. Cooper Cup, obviously. Josh Reynolds, little revenge narrative there. Jaden Reed, Diggs is going to be loaned because of the weather. Um, there's Melton. There's George Pickens. I mean, there's a lot of lot of decent receivers. So how are you narrowing this down, Noto?
3: Yeah, I do like the values. Um, I think this, that's where you're going to get your cheap plays on the slate as a wide receiver. Um, my favorite is Jameson Williams. You know, we saw him have a bigger role in the second half of the season, didn't play week 18, but it sounds like he's going to be good for this one. Uh, Shakir with Gabe Davis out. Man, that's that Monday night, Sunday night game, whatever it was between the Bills, Dolphins. I never played Gabe Davis. I was like, you know what? I'm putting him at captain. Uh, he got <laughs> hurt. Like, at first they threw a pig. I don't know what Josh Allen was doing to get uh, – anyway, it was just bad to say. Don't play Gabe Davis ever, I don't think. I had
2: a good good slate. I played that showdown. I had a good one. But I was so pissed when uh, James Cook dropped that touchdown right in oh, his hands.
3: That was bad. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, up top, love Lamb, love Amon Ross, St. Brown. Don't really have a preference between the two. Um, I don't know what to do with the the Rams' expensive guys. Do you have strong take on Cup
2: versus Puka? No, I really don't. Bobby? I think I, think I prefer Puka.
3: I yeah, I always, so. I'm always worried I'm going to pick the wrong one of the two, so I just never play either one.
2: All right, yeah. so per fantasy points, touching on Demarcus Robinson, mm-hmm. like noted said, he's one of the best pure guys of the slate. They're saying um, this is per fantasy points. Robinson has exceeded 13.5 drafting points. Uh, in each of his last five games, earning almost as many end zone targets over that stretch as Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua combined, he's had eight uh, end zone targets, and Cup and uh, Nakua have nine combined. So I guess uh, it does make sense, but that just it just feels weird to me. Wow. Yeah,
1: I, I I'm fine with Demarcus Robinson. I might flip flop him and Jameson Williams depending on how much. Uh, Goff I end up getting to, which I think is going to be a significant amount. So, but yeah, that's my thoughts in that situation in terms of the receivers like CD, Amon Ra don't really have to say much. Would prefer CD over Amon Ra St. Brown. I think he's my favorite. Uh, Khalil Shakir down there at 3,400. I think he could, I think Shakir with Gabe out could beat Williams and Demarcus Robinson. Um, so maybe, maybe I should be more interested in some Shakir. Uh Outside of that, that's pretty much. I don't really have a ton on receiver. I think it's self-explanatory. CD Amonra.
2: He's in. He's in play to get like a designed to run too, like a end-around type stuff.
1: Shakir almost broke one the other night on that Monday night slate. Um, I like. I think Shakir's a good player for what it's
2: worth. What about Josh Reynolds? No.
1: No. Revenge. Revenge.
2: Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a sucker for oh, the maybe, I guess revenge.
1: maybe I, I would, I would have more Jamison Williams than Josh Reynolds for sure. So you know, uh, those guys are kind of right.
3: But knowing Next Dan Campbell, he's going to give Reynolds 15 targets. It's...
1: who do you think wins this game? I, I think the Rams. I think the Rams win this game. I, I would bet the Rams. Three point
2: dog. Yeah, I bet on the Rams already. Yeah, they seem like the obvious dog, but that's what like makes me scared a little bit. Um, what about Mr. Bo Melton?
1: He's
3: looked oh, good. I heard uh, he actually has more routes than Jaden Reed lately. He looks good, yeah.
1: That's surprising because Jaden Reed's been, I think, fantastic all year, but yeah,
3: It's pretty, it's pretty close and Reed, I mean, he commands more targets, but, uh, yeah, if dubs, we got to wait for dubs and Watson, I guess.
1: What would you do if Watson played? Like, I doubt we're projecting him for much.
3: When they brought him back that first time, they just limited him
2: so
1: much. I would worry about that. Yeah. Green Bay limits all their guys and they come back. They limit
2: them coming back and they've, they've even talked about it too. Um,
1: Situation is different with it being the playoffs,
2: though. But yeah. So Melton's been getting designed rushes too. I like Melton. Um. All right. Tight ends. We got Ferguson, the the, probably the best of the bunch for sure. Forty seven hundred. Although without Gabe, uh, Dalton Kincaid. Uh, you could make the argument that he was the the wide receiver too. So it was Shakir and, and Kincaid in that game. Uh, you know he had eight eight targets, seven receptions in a must win game against Miami, eighty four yards. Didn't find the end zone, but could have. Um, I do like Kincaid. It looks like a big ownership discount off of Ferguson. Um, then there's Tucker Craft, who even with um, them bringing Musgrave back, it's that situation we just found like with Watson. They're just it's kind of getting him back into the swing of things slowly. Um, And Tucker – so Tucker Kraft looks like he's still the number one uh, tight end. Other than that, if uh, maybe Brock Wright or James Mitchell, if you guys have a take there? Dawson Knox is always live for a touchdown, I think, at 2,900. Um, And maybe uh, I'm interested in Bobby likes Fryermuth at all. But uh, what do you like, Noto?
3: Yeah, I had to laugh because I was just going to say my favorite – Uh, first touchdown bet of the week, Dawson Knox at 20-1. to I think they're going to play a lot of 12 personnel without Gabe Davis. And, yeah, I think he'll be on the field a lot. Don't love the weather in that game, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I think tight ends are good. I don't think I'll be using two tight ends as much as I will on the Saturday slate, but uh, I like, like Ferguson quite a bit. Everyone else, I like Kincaid, but the weather worries me. Everyone else I don't feel that great about.
2: I didn't even mention Higby.
3: Yeah, he's thirty four hundred. Has he had a decent game this year? I just haven't like heard his name at all.
2: He did. Uh, he went for nineteen in week twelve against Arizona. Fantasy points. He had two touchdowns in that he's game. He's been well. very
1: bad. Davis Allen seems like the future there.
2: Seven targets, week seventeen. He they they sat him as a you know arrest. Week 18.
1: I I think I like Higby a little bit at 3,400. Maybe because people just aren't going to play him and he's easy to get over on. Uh, And I do like Stafford and the Rams' offense. My favorite tight end would be uh, Ferguson. Um, And then I'd go Kincaid. I do like Noto's calling Knox too. Muth, I, I don't really have a ton of interest in uh, unless Buffalo plays two tight ends because he kinda eats that up. So I don't know. I for me like Muth would probably be my least favorite the more I think about it. Um, yeah, I'd go craft at a Friarmouth. And uh, what are you doing with Brock Wright? Are we doing anything with Brock Wright at three K?
2: I don't know yeah I don't even I think we probably you probably we probably should I mean how stupid were they to have Laporta a out there
1: they should have never put like yeah they deserve to lose Sunday night they deserve to lose I'm sorry they do
2: yeah all right, defenses, Bills leading the way in the the weather, 3,500 against Mason Rudolph and Pitt uh, and their fumble problems. The Steelers are next in line just because of that game, and they're cheap at 2,600. Real cheapy is uh, the Packers at 2,300. You um, can make more work there with them. Uh, and then the Lions and Cowboys, 3,100, 3,600. I mean, I'm sure people would want to play Dallas, but salary is uh, – it's tough, but I mean, should the Bills really be that much higher on defense than the, the Cowboys for just a hundred dollars more? I don't think I so. No.
3: Yeah, No, especially with the weather. I mean, we're just going to get both teams running the ball a ton. That's not what you need for fantasy production from your defense. You want teams throwing.
2: You want sacks, fumbles. Yeah, and,
1: yeah.
2: I'm seeing the Lions
1: at the lo- as the lowest, like. Stafford versus the Lions or he's definitely throwing a pick. Um I'm I I am with Noto. I want people throwing the football, especially versus my defenses. So I don't love uh Steelers and Bills getting the exposure that they're getting.
2: Uh all right. That's all the positions. So single entry, how are we uh how are we shipping this late, Noto?
3: Uh, it's a good question. I haven't done my article for the Sunday site yet, so don't have my thoughts finalized. But uh, I really like, uh, I'm trying to think of ways to get different, but yeah, I don't know. Right, go to Bobby and
1: circle back
2: Dak and CD, throw
1: in uh, Brandon Cooks.
2: Yeah, Brandon Cooks, I like a lot. I like that call. What are you doing? Who are you putting there? You're gonna fade Pollard? Yeah, no Pollard for me. You're I'm fading Jones.
1: On the train. I don't know if I'm gonna fade Jones. If I'm gonna play Dag and I D, I don't know if I'm gonna fade Jones entirely. Like you said, he's been he was utilizing the pass game last week. That was kind of the worry, the usage is there. It's three games late. So
2: I I possibly uh, are we worried about all right, so we're doing are we I mean, in that weather game, I want to play James Cook. Are we worried that uh, playoff Lenny arrives?
1: I do think playoff Lenny arrives. I do think that that's going to be something. Like, they have shown no reason to – they don't seem to have a ton of trust in James Cook for whatever reason. So, I think you should definitely have exposure to Lenny on that's late at 4K. I just think Allen – like, Allen might be the – the play that you, you just play, Allen, and uh, just if he, he, I think Allen scores at the goal line could get two touchdowns at the goal line. So,
2: or even think, just Dawson Knox throwing there.
1: Uh, yeah, the twenty to one bet, they liked.
2: They're doing the trick push now, right?
1: They are, and that's where when Lenny gets in because they don't they want the bigger guy pushing.
2: Yeah. All right. That's a wrap for the season, fellas.
1: Yeah. Do we have a third the the uh 13 team teaser? Oh yeah. 13 15 and a half, 16 and a half, uh for the Rams. Well that's actually um, good for playoffs
2: normally. Yeah, right? it's good so for you...
1: playoffs. Uh I'll go Buffalo, six and a half, actually. What's the what's the over under on uh in the Buffalo game?
2: Thirty five, uh, yeah, thirty five.
1: You get thirteen the other way. I probably I probably go under on what's
3: uh under forty eight.
1: Under forty eight, and then um, Green Bay plus what twenty. 14. Plus twenty,
3: yeah. Get the Rams up to sixteen. Did you say that one already?
2: Yeah.
3: Buccaneers, maybe. Feels like the Bucks on Monday.
2: All right, so you got to do a 14, 14. team teaser. It's got to be four, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah. Maybe. We can get this one, guys. We can get this one. The Rams is told- the, the Rams is the starting the starter.
3: Yeah, I think Rams and then the Bills under forty-eight. I think I feel good about that.
2: So, what the bills, you can make the bills plus three and a half. I'd rather just take the under, I think. Yeah, I'd
1: rather just take the under with the weather. And so you could do both. All right.
2: We got to play around with that, but I'll do a 13 point teaser with the boys. Let's get it. Do we have the what was the what was the four that we had? We didn't give one.
3: Got bills under, Rams.
1: yeah get Texans I mean, up to fifteen. Oh, we're doing the whole weekend. All right.
3: I do we do
2: do, all do we do do we do Texans or do we do Cleveland? Do Texans?
3: Either one. Or, or I, like I like the we'll Eagles. At home. I mean, I like the Bucks, not the Eagles. And we're
1: not going to do the Packers. I'm with the Texans. Yeah, don't do the Packers. I thought it was the full. I thought it was just the three-gamer. Uh.
2: All right, so it's a 13-point tease. It is uh, the way I have it because you don't like So I got to get Buffalo out of there. I have under in the Buffalo game. I've got the Rams. I've got the Texans. And then who's the last leg?
3: What do you guys think about Bucks plus 16?
2: I mean, I'm, I, I like that, but I, I feel like there's no way Buffalo lo- – I mean, there's no way Buffalo loses this game. Yeah, but
1: why even risk the three and a half? Why not just take the under?
2: Yeah, do does, both. Though.
3: Does the never tease through zero apply to super teasers? How does that work?
2: It's, it's still a key – three and a half. Three is a key number, so you're getting a
3: – What about other I just, totals? I worry
1: about Buffalo. I, you guys have too much already locked Ooh. up with Buffalo. Let's go the other yeah. way.
3: I got how about over 31 and a half in Browns Texans? They got a scored 31 and a oh, half. Oh,
1: definitely. All right. Over 31 and a half Browns, Texans, St. Louis. I mean, LA, whatever. What's so, up? What are they plus 16 and a half?
2: So here it is. The Just, sweat what is one this with is the boys. Sweat one with the boys. Tournament takes podcast. Final week. 14, 13 point teaser, playoff style. We've got the we've got the under. 47 or 48 in the, in the bills game. We've got the Rams plus 16. We've got Houston Texans plus 15, and we've got the Cleveland Brown Houston game over 31 and a half.
1: Yeah. Lock it up.
2: Lock it up. Thank you for listening.
1: We have the Houston side. We took Houston.
2: I, I don't even care. I feel like that game's going to be, we ta- what do we take? I'm, I'm- I like, we have Houston plus fifteen, but I would have been fine doing it either way.
1: Okay.
2: That's fine. Fo- it would have been plus eleven on the Browns. I like Houston.
1: I like Houston. You like, like Houston? Like, okay. Yeah, plus all fifteen right. so, for
2: Houston. So so we're good. Um this has been the uh you want to say any final final words to the people? Thank you for uh listening all season for giving us uh crap in the comments, not liking our energy. Um what else do they <laughs> uh but anyway, serious note, uh, happy to have you guys listen. Uh, I'm hoping we'll be back next year. We usually are, and uh, we'll keep this thing going. Uh, Noto, no final words.
3: Yeah, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, let's get this four-team super teaser and uh, Dawson Knox, first touchdown.
2: Bobby Sim.
1: Yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh appreciate all the support all year. Uh, looking forward to next year.
2: All right, this has been the RGDFS Tournament Takes Podcast Wildcard Divisional Round Edition. Uh, and we will not catch you next week. We will catch you next year, next season. Thank you.